And you know, you, you get out there, you work out in the world and you deal with people and you're around people and man, it's just dark. But you can come in here and you just walk through the doors. And it's like a switch. And it's just like everything just slows down. It calms down. And then you then they get up here and start picking down strings. You know, we get to singing. It just it just bring it it just makes you at ease. It just releases all the tension and the oppression that you have when you're out outside these doors. You know, your home and your church should be sanctuaries. And uh, man, I sure appreciate this place. I appreciate my pastor. Appreciate him giving me an opportunity to to get up here and preach behind this sacred desk. And uh, I don't know what he was thinking leaving me and Looney preaching today, leaving two Marines in here to preach. He might ought to rethought that whole situation. <laughs> Looney got up here and preached the house down this morning. I got home, I'm thinking, man, I'm about to open up to the very back and preach out of the maps or something, man, because he preached everything. He preached everything this morning. He didn't leave me nothing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, man, I'll tell you, it's been an awesome day in the nursing home. I mean, just to get in and go in there and minister to those folks in the nursing home. I'm going to tell you something. That'll humble you. That will humble you. That'll, you go in there and you see that situation and, the, you know, they're doing, the people that take care of them, they're doing the best that they can do. But, man, it's just like, I have a burden for those folks, man. Go in there and preach. Man, they need preaching just like we need preaching. Amen. And I don't know if anybody else comes in over at Rosewood besides us. Do you know if anybody comes in there loony besides us? Man, I don't know. But I'm telling you, when we get over there, we give them, some, we give them preaching. We preach them. We tell them the truth. We shoot gun barrel straight. Hey, we preach the same here as we preach there. We let, we, hey, listen, we don't hold nothing back. We tell them the truth. Hey, you got to preach fast because they'll go to sleep on you because they're on medicine. <laughs> they're medicated, okay? So you have to preach fast. There ain't no 10-point outlines at the nursing home, amen, because they got them medicated. One point and knock it out of the park, man. You know what I mean? That's just the way it is. It's a nursing home. But man, I tell you, I appreciate this place. And uh, now that I said all that, I'm starting to ease up a little bit. I'm starting to lose my nerves a little bit. But uh, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 5 tonight. And we're going to start reading in verse 13. So if you have your place, if you'll stand, please, uh, for the respect of the reading of God's Word. If you're able, if you're not, just, well, you're able, so you can. Stand up. And... uh, So we'll start reading. Ye are the salt of the earth. If the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You may be seated. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be here tonight and to, to preach. 
the unsearchable riches of God and the unsearchable riches of your word, Lord. And we, I ask you, Lord, to help me tonight. I can't do it without you. I have got to have you tonight, Lord, to help me. And I praise your holy name because you're worthy. And Lord, I pray that something will be said tonight that will resonate in the hearts of your people and that will help them. And we thank you in the name that's above every name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So tonight, I got a few statistics up here. I mean, I don't, I don't like starting you off on a, a bad note, but listen, we live in a dark time. Jesus said in the end times, perilous times would come. And he said it'll wax worse and worse and worse. Listen, it's not going to get any better until he or we either die and go out or he comes back and gets us. So that, you listen, we can pray for the best. That's, I, I'm up for that. Pray, pray, pray for God's grace, pray for God's mercy. But the scripture says it's going to get worse and worse. And we're living in perilous times right now. I mean, I was looking at some statistics. Uh, back in 2017, or no, actually 2019, the suicide, suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. In 2019, 47,511 Americans died by suicide. And 1.38 million suicide attempts in 2019. And it's just getting darker. It's not getting better. So that was, that was two years ago. And then it says approximately 2.1 million Americans have an opiate addiction in 2017. 47,600 fatal uh, overdoses occurred. And that was in 2017. And then it says about 494,000 of people 12 years old or over are, are regular heroin users. Over 15,000 Americans died from heroin overdose in 2017. And then it said alcohol is the most widely abused substance in the United States. 88,000 deaths a year annually in the United States, and that does not count drunk driving accidents. We're in a mess. I mean, it's dark. It's dark. And Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. And we, if you're born again, we're supposed to be that light. And if that's the case, why is it so dark? Why is it so dark? And I, I, was, I was driving down the road a couple weeks ago, and man, you know, I don't know about y'all, but uh, the devil, man, he's on me all the time. I mean, he is constantly on me. There's always something. And sometimes, man, the oppression is so thick. Man, it's like you can feel it. And you know, and I, I'm driving down the road, and I'm talking to the Lord, and I'm like, Lord, you have to help me with this. And you know what? Every time that I ask God for help, He's always there. Amen. He's always there for me. It don't matter. It don't matter where I'm at. All I have to do is call on Him, and He's there for me. But we're going to talk about turn on the light tonight. He's got the light. There's the light right there. Turn on the light. We're living in a dark world, in a dark time, so we need to turn on our lights. Amen? So I want to talk to you, what is light? What is light? 
Okay? And I looked this up. Now, look, I didn't come up with this definition. I just looked it up, okay? Because I, I ain't that smart. But when I read this definition, it makes me sound smart. Okay? So here we go. Light or visible light is electromagnetic radiation within the portion of the electromagnetic spectrum that is perceived by the human eye. Now, see, that made me sound real smart right there. Okay? Now, that's what light is. That's the portion of light that our eyes can pick up. That's light. But here's the thing. If you read over in Genesis uh, chapter uh, 1 and verse 14 through 18, the sun, the S-U-N, is the principal source of light for the solar system. Okay? But the, the S-O-N, Jesus, is the principal source of light for mankind. Yeah. Amen? So the reference, the reference for that right there is, is in uh, John 1. We flip over there right quick. We're going to read that. John 1. And we're going to read verse 1 through 9. Jesus, the principal light source of mankind. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Amen. I'm glad Jesus, I am glad Jesus is my principal source of light. Amen. How about yourself? That word lighteth in that, uh, in, in, in uh, John 1, 9, or yeah, 1, 9, 1, actually, yeah, John 1, 9, that lighteth mean, word means to bring to light, to make see, or to ignite. That's talking about being on fire, man, on fire, ignite. When you ignite something, it is going to burn, okay? That is what kind of source of light that Jesus is. He will set you on fire if you let him, amen. He will set you on fire. Oh, John Wesley. I thought, I thought about John Wesley. John Wesley said, I set myself on fire and people come and watch me burn. Yeah. Hey, come to, listen, you ever been sitting around in the summertime uh, in your backyard and you got your little fire on your fire pit out there and you're out there by yourself, man? You know what? When that fire's burning, you are focused on that fire. If you're out there by yourself and you ain't talking and chit-chatting and you're just sitting there, I just sit there and watch that fire burn. That's because it draws, it draws you to it. It draws it, your attention to that fire. And John Wesley said, I set myself on fire and people come and watch me burn. Hey Amen. I want to I be like that. I want to set myself on fire and let people, I want to be a light so people can see how good my God is. Amen. And I think about old Jeremiah over in Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse 9. He got a little sideways with God. He thought God had uh, deceived him and, and done wrong. And he said this. He said, Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. 
But his word was in my heart as a burning fire, shut up in my bones, and I was weary, weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. Listen, that's, man, that's the kind of light that we need in this world. And we're supposed to be the light of the world. Jesus is the light of mankind, but he said we were the light of the world. We're what they got to look at. We might be the only light that they ever see. So and if your light ain't burning, they're not going to see no light. We need to turn the lights on. We need to turn the lights on. There's a lot of times, uh, there's a lot of times we will, um, what, you know that little song we sing in children's church? People think it's a children's song, this little light of mine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hallelujah, this little. You know what I'm talking about. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Don't let Satan hoof it out. I'm going to let it shine. Don't hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. You know what I'm saying? You know what happens when we hide our light under the bushel? Y'all ladies in here, y'all like them candles. Them big glass, glass candles that smell good. In the springtime, it smells like cotton blossoms or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Or a real fresh lininy smell. And then summertime, it transitions over to like tropical fruits like mango and stuff. And every time you come in the house, you want a smoothie or something. You smell it. And then getting around this time, this time of year, you get in there and you're getting that pumpkin spice and apple and spice. And I'm like, I'm going to diet. You're trying to kill me here. Sugar cookie candles. Amen. Sugar cookie uh, candles. And then at Christmas time, it's like cinnamon and pine trees and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, if you're burning that light right there, and that light's burning bright, but if you put that lid on that candle, in about three seconds, that thing will go out. That's what happens when we, as Christians, hide our lights under a bushel. Just because we don't, just because we want to blend in. We want to blend in. We don't want to catch any flack. Look, man, Jesus said, yea, all that live godly shall suffer persecution. If you're going to live for Jesus, you're going to suffer some persecution between now and then. I'm going to tell you right now. It's going to happen. So, hey, listen, take it with a grain of salt and keep going. You want to let your light shine? Give somebody a gospel track, man. Go to the, hey, listen, you put your stack of gospel tracks, and as expensive as gas is right now, everybody's only filling up about a quarter of a tank, and then they're running it out. You're going to be at the gas station a lot. So in about two weeks, you'll hand out every one of them gospel tracks if you go to pump gas. I mean, I'm like, I'm like a car dealer, man. When I go to that uh, Love's down there in uh, Statesville, man, I'm like, <laughs> I got Spanish ones. I got uh, English ones. If I had some uh, other ones, I'd put them out too. But here's the thing. Not everybody's going to accept what you got. But if they don't, don't get sideways about it. Go to the next person. They need Jesus too. Amen. We got to let our light shine. Now, my question to you is, how is your light burning? How's your light burning? Jesus said, let your loins be girded about and your light's burning. In other words, what is the source of your light? What's your source? Matthew 6, and 23 says, the light of the body is the eye. If the eye therefore, if therefore the eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. 
But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. That word there in verse 22, single, you can under, if you mark your Bible, underline that word single right there. That word single means this, clear or focused. If your eye be single, then your eye will be full of light. If you're in focus, if you're focused on what you're supposed to be doing as a child of God, keeping your eyes on Jesus, having a clear focus and a clear purpose in your life, that will help your light to burn bright. Amen? But if you, like in verse uh, 23 there, that evil, it says evil, underline that. It says, if your eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. It's talking about being um, influenced or under the influence. A lot of times when we get our eyes on G, uh, off of Jesus, we start, our vision starts getting blurry. We start looking at things we shouldn't be looking at. We start, start focusing on things that don't even matter. Circumstances and, and different things. We start focusing on everything and it takes our attention off the light. And when that happens, our candle starts going out. Our light starts getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. So we have to keep, we have to keep our eye single. Amen. Over in uh, Luke 35 says, take heed, Luke eleven thirty five 35 says, take heed therefore that the light which is in thee be not darkness. Be not darkness. Same, same con, uh, con uh, text and everything. Whatever you look at or whatever you're focused on is going to determine how bright your light is shining. Amen. Amen. The things that you let in these eyes, the things you let in these ears is going to determine how close you walk to the Lord. So we have to be careful about that. As Christians, that word take, the take heed, the take heed means this, to watch, to examine, to study, to mark. So we're supposed to watch. We're supposed to be sober and vigilant and watch everything that goes on around us because the devil will slide something in there right quick and he'll, be, it'll ha he'll have you on it and you'll not even recognize it if you ain't careful. So we have to be sober and vigilant. Why? Because we have an adversary, the devil, that walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And he wants to devour you. He wants to eat you alive, man. He wants to chew you up and spit you out, and he wants you dead if he can get you that way. Amen? That's a fact. So we have to be careful, and we have to watch and examine and study and mark. And as Christians, we need to turn our light on. So we talked about what light is. What is darkness? Darkness is the absence of light. Duh. That's not so scientific. Okay, Darkness is the absence of light or obscurity. But I want you to know something about darkness. We're, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about the power of darkness, the power of darkness. Yeah, there's power. But here's the thing about darkness. Darkness is not an affirmative force. It is not an affirmative force. What does that mean? Darkness cannot positively maintain its position in the presence of light. Amen. 
Amen. When you listen, this is kindergarten. If you turn these lights out, it's gonna get dark. Amen. There you go. That's scientific. But the very second you turn that switch back on, where's the darkness? It can't hold its position. It cannot stay in the presence of light. It has to flee. It has to go away. So, if you are a child of God, you have control over that light. And if you have control over the light, you have control over the darkness. It's your choice as a child of God to either turn the light up or start hiding it little by little and little by little and snuffing it out. It's your choice. But I'm telling you, that's a bad choice to turn the light off. How many people scared of dark? Any of y'all scared of the dark in here? Don't lie. Don't lie. I used to be scared of the dark when I was little, man. When I was scared of the dark, I could run faster than Usain Bolt, man. I'm telling you that right now. Son, I had, my grandma's house was here, and my house was here, and I had to leave my grandma's house to get to my house. So they wouldn't even know. My feet weren't even touching the ground, man. I was laid back. just going, I was scared to death of it. Hey, sometimes still, man, when I'm out in the woods deer hunting, man, I'm way off in the woods, man, and it's like 5 o'clock in the morning, man, you're walking through the woods, and you're trying not to use a flashlight because you don't want to scare the deer off, and, man, you hear something go, <laughs> you're looking around like, man, they might be a bear out here. Hey, they say if you see a bear, make yourself look bigger. Oh, no. I'm running. Hey, man, run. Run. The bigger you are, he said, he might be hungry, man. He might want a big meal. He might be tired of eating rabbits. Anyway, we get, listen, you have control over that. Turn your light on. Turn your light on so everybody else can see it. It will make a difference in your life. It will make a difference in other people's life. And it will draw people to you. Just like in the summertime, you're sitting around that campfire when you're focused on that thing. You ever been sitting there watching it and you don't even notice the stars? You don't even notice anything that's going around. You're just looking at that fire. And then all of a sudden, you'll see a moth fly out of nowhere and that sucker will fly right in there. You know why? It's drawn to that light. And when you turn your light on, when you turn your light on and you let that light shine and you don't hide it under a bushel, people, it's going to draw people to you. But you know why? Because people are curious. They said curiosity killed a cat. I don't know about all that. I know a bunch of other things that killed cats, but uh, I don't know about curiosity, amen. But anyway, that being said, turn your light on. Let people see how good God is and let him draw people to you so you can tell them about Jesus. Because that's our primary goal. That's our primary mission as children of God is to win people to Christ. That's it. Evangelism, personal evangelism. Amen. So dark, darkness cannot positively maintain its position in the light. You have control over that if you're a child of God. Now, if you're not, if you're here, if you're here tonight and you're not saved, you don't have that control. You don't. You do not have that control, but you can have it through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All you gotta do is call on him. Admit you're a sinner. Believe that, that Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected on the third day. Call on his name, man. It's easy as ABC. Amen.
You can do it. You can do it, man. It's easy. It's easy. So how, that was just introduction, by the way. That was just me rambling on, chasing rabbits. They was fat ones, though. I got some fat ones at the house, by the way. But anyway, how to turn on your light. How to turn on the light. Number one, realize there is power in the name of Jesus. I don't care where you're at, how dark it is. If you're a child of God and you're under oppression and the devil's on your back and you don't think you have nowhere to go, listen, I'm telling you right now, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is comfort and there is victory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Philippians 2, 9 and 11 says this, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. There is power in the name of Jesus. I've been, listen, I've been discouraged and I've been trodden down and everything, and, and I've been discomforted by darkness in times of my life. And there's no other name that I've ever found comfort in. I've never found comfort in Allah. I've never found comfort in Hare Krishna. I've never found comfort in Buddha. I've never found uh, comfort in any other God but in the name of Jesus. Amen. There's comfort. There's comfort, man. He just, all you have to do is say his name. Listen, there's a, listen, there's a bunch of Jesus's, amen. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of Rickies, there's a bunch of Johns, there's a, listen, but there ain't but one Jesus, amen. There ain't but one Jesus. And if you want comfort, He's the one you get it from. Amen. I mean, I've been driving down the road, man, stressing out about something and being oppressed. And man, I got a song. Amen. He gives me a song. And I start singing that song. I can't sing that good, but it's just me. So ain't nobody else listening but me. So it don't matter. And man, I'm just singing. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And it's just the same as his lovely name. And that's the reason why I love him so. You know what I'm saying? I just start singing them songs. And Jesus, 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 I got him on my mind. I mean, man, you just start singing them songs about Jesus. And listen, the darkness can't stand to be in the presence of light. It goes away. It moves off. It goes away. And it's like, man, the peace, the peace that God can, can give you through the name of Jesus is unbelievable. No matter what, you, I don't care what you're going through. I don't know where you're at in your life, but there is victory and there's peace and there's comfort in the name of Jesus. And you'll not get that in any other name. There's not another name that'll give you that peace and comfort. There's not a name, another name that you have victory in. Victory in Jesus. Peace that passes all understanding. And comfort for the uncomfortable. Amen. There is power in the name of Jesus. The second thing 
that we need to realize is there's power in His presence. There is power in the presence of the Lord. Hebrews 13.5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as you have, for he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Jesus gave the great commission over there in Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20. And he told his disciples, he said, And lo, I'm with thee, with you always, even unto the end. So you can mark her down in your book tonight that if you're here and you're a child of God, that he will be with you every step of the way until he takes you out of here. There is nowhere you can go that he won't be. There's how, you can get as far away from him as you think you can, but you ain't getting away from him because he said, I'll never leave you. He's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Hey, he, he's, a, he's a, uh, a very present help in a time of need, amen? And he's precious. He's precious. And I love him. But more than that, I'm glad he loved me. Amen. Amen. I'm glad he loves me. Because I'm going to tell you, there's times that I'm not lovable. Amen. Amen. I say amen to that myself. And there's times that you're not lovable. And there's times that you're so mean you can't stand yourself. And he still loves you. Amen. That's a fact. Amen. And... uh, I'm glad that he's faithful. I'm glad he's faithful. Even when I'm not, he's faithful. And the next thing, and the last thing, and I'm going to be done. I'm going to let y'all out early tonight. Realize that there's power in his word. There is power in the word of God. Hebrews 4.12 says this, For the word of God is quick. He's alive. It's alive. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, and of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I'll tell you, that book, this book right here, is my most prized possession. I mean, it's a sword when you need it. It's, it's a shelter when you need it. It's everything you need. And it's alive. And it's the only book. Man, you, anybody else in here like to read? Y'all like to read? I mean, you know, like novels and whatnot. Yeah. This book right here, you can read a novel two or three times and you'll know every, every act, every, everything in it. You read this book, it's new every day. It's new every day. You'll read the same passage 15 times, and I've done it, and I'll get something different out of it every time. It'll it'll just stand out to you. And it's the only book that you will read that while you are reading it, it is reading you. That is why it's powerful. Because it has the power to change you. And it has the power to change me. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. I heard a story one time about this uh, guy. He had a huge piece of granite. 
He had a huge piece of granite, and he was out in the middle of this park, you know, and he was out there chipping away at it, chip, 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 knocking chunks off of it. And this guy come by and thought he was going to be a smart aleck. He come by and said, man, what are you making out of that big rock? He said, I will make an elephant out of it. Dude looked at him crazy and he said, well, how are you going to make an elephant out of that? He said, I'm going to cut everything off there that don't look like an elephant. Amen. Right. Right. That's what the Bible does. It cuts everything off us that don't look like Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're, sp- we're supposed to be Christians. We're supposed to be Christ-like. We're, listen, we were made in the image of God. Amen. Amen. And when people see us, they should see Jesus. Right. Amen. And that's why this book is so powerful. It's so powerful. And there's power in this book. Over there in uh, 2 Timothy 3.16, one of my favorite, one of my favorite, favorite verses. It says, all scripture, what's all mean? This is deep. All means all, and that's all it means, okay? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness and instruction in righteousness. Doctrine, that's what's right. Reproof, that's what's not right. Correction, that's how to get it right. And instruction is how to keep it right. Amen? That's why this book is powerful. Because it is absolutely... I've never read a book that altered my life until I read this one. It's life-changing. I'm going to tell you, if they, listen, this thing right here is a sword, and that's why I carry a big one. They come and try to take my Bible, I will knock you out with this thing. <laughs> this thing will not, you will be seeing Tweety Birds if I hit you upside the head with that right there. And I'll be looking at you on the ground because you'll be laying there because I know I got hit by a Sears Encyclopedia one time. That's what's wrong with me. A Sears Digest or catalog, not an encyclopedia. Encyclopedia, that's what Looney had this morning. He's preaching out of over here. Hey, man shows up to preach with a folder this thick. I mean, I could preach 10 years off that folder. He's like going to preach it in one sermon, like 20 minutes. Anyway, man, I, what a book. What a book. What a savior that we have. What a pleasure it is to be in this house. Turn your light on. There's other people in this community that needs to be enjoying this. They need to be enjoying this lifestyle, this conversation. They need to be in here experiencing that God is just not a figment of our imagination. Amen. They need to come in here. They need to be able to hear. They need to see the light and get drawn to it. And they need to hear the gospel and they need to be saved. And they need to come into the sanctuary and hear the word of God taught and preached. And they need to be lifted up. They need to be edified. The church needs to be edified. I think, you know, I think that's what my ministry is. Edification. I love helping people. I love talking to people and trying to help them. And uh, I think that's what God wants me to do. Is I mean, I'm going to preach the gospel straight up. And I'm going to preach about hell and all that stuff too. But I, I, want, I think God wants me to preach to help people. 
to change, to help them know that they're, they're, there's hope. There's hope. And that hope's in Jesus. Father, thank you just for being so good to us. I, Lord, we, we are so unworthy to enjoy this sanctuary and this, this place that you provided for us. We ask you, Lord, if there's anyone here today that is not saved, they have never trusted Christ as their Savior. Lord, will you please deal with their hearts? Will you please reveal to them, yourself to them and your passion that you have for them and that you're willing that none should perish? but that all should come to repentance. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that I've had here. And Lord, we're going to close this up and Brother Brandon's going to come and give an invitation. But Lord, thank you again for just allowing us to be here tonight in your house, in your sanctuary, in your safe place, your safe haven, Lord, and to be ministered to. Thank you for being a loving and faithful God to us. Come on, Brandon. With every, every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment, let's all stand to our feet. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet tonight. What a wonderful, simple thought. Very practical for each one of us tonight. The statement was made, how is your light? Simply put, how is your light? Is it shining bright? Everywhere you go, people can see that you've been with Jesus. People can tell a difference in your walk, in your talk, in your actions, in your words. Or is your light kind of flickering a little bit? It's, it's still there. It's still on. You, you still got Jesus, but maybe you aren't living fully, you know, sold out, being a witness, reading your Bible, coming to church, talking to your Heavenly Father in prayer. I think tonight will be a good night for each one of us just to examine ourselves. Don't look at nobody else. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing, but really examine our own light. Because that's what I was doing over there. How is our light? Sometimes we think that we're the only people, we're the only person who's going to see our light. It's just us. But that's so not true. There are so many other people that are looking for other lights to follow after. And beyond that, there's a lost and dying world that is just looking for a ray. Not a floodlight, just a ray of hope. And how will they see it if our lights are not shining bright? That was a phenomenal message. You do business tonight. Maybe you just need to come to an old-fashioned altar and just ask God to reignite you. Relight the fire that once burned bright. Reignite that zeal that you once had for the Lord. When you you first got saved, you couldn't wait to tell everybody. Family, friends, co-workers, uh, the next door neighbor. It didn't matter if it was a stranger. You couldn't wait to share with them what had happened in your life. And then somewhere along the lines, 
we go through the motions. And if we're not careful, we get stuck in that rut and thinking, well, I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. But we've lost sight of our first love. We've lost sight of the Savior and the command that he has given to each one of us. How about you tonight? What is it that you need to do business with God with? What is it that he is speaking to your heart about? If you're watching by way of live stream, I want to invite you to call that number on the bottom of that screen. We have people in the back that are waiting to take that call, be able to pray with you, be able to encourage you through his word, through the Bible. You call that number. If you're here tonight and you just need somebody to pray with you, maybe you got a heavy burden, a heavy, a heavy burden on your heart, and you just want somebody to pray with you, we'd love to pray with you. Maybe you're here tonight and you said, Brother Brandon, I, I heard about the light. I understand what he's talking about, the light, but I don't have it. I don't have that light. I don't have salvation. I don't have Jesus in my heart. He's not inside. I don't have that light. Maybe you're here tonight and you're like that. So, Brother Brandon, I want that light. I just don't know how to get it. Oh, there are plenty of people in here tonight that would love to take a Bible and show you how you can get that light and how you can live a victorious life. And there is hope. That hope is only found in Jesus Christ. Just another moment of invitation. We won't prolong it. We're not going to extend it out for uh, ju just for show. But there may be one who is hanging right now between life and death, heaven or hell. If you're unsure of your salvation, oh, come find one of us. You make that first move, I guarantee you he'll help you with the next. You know how I know that? Because he helped me. He helped me many years ago. Let's do business tonight, church. Let's be a church. Hey, above anything else, tonight, let's be a church that the light of the gospel shines bright. When darkness seems to be prevailing on every side, let's let the light shine bright. Just another moment of invitation.